0: Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Tuesday, March 29th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. The International Institute and other organizations are trying to give Afghan refugees what they need to resettle in St. Louis, For refugee children, that includes a chance to meet and play with new friends.
1: A lot of times whenever we are trying to work in a crisis, we're focused on shelter, we're focused on food, but then there's this aspect of being a child.
0: In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin will tell us about newly arrived Afghan children getting together to play soccer. Candidate filing in Missouri closes today and there is already a shakeup in the race to be the Democratic nominee for U.S. Senate. Former State Senator Scott Sifton is dropping out and supporting Trudy Bush Valentine. Sifton says Valentine is the party's best hope to defeat former Governor Eric Greitens, who many perceive as the Republican frontrunner. Valentine filed her paperwork yesterday. She is the daughter of the late Anheuser-Busch leader August Gussie Bush. At least 10 Democrats and six Republicans are expected to run for the seat, being given up by Republican Senator Roy Blunt. U.S. Representative Cory Bush has a new challenger for her congressional seat. Missouri State Senator Steve Roberts has filed to run for the spot. St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Kellogg reports.
2: In his statement announcing his campaign for Missouri's first congressional district, which includes St. Louis, Roberts said while he initially had high hopes for Bush's election to Congress, she has shown she isn't interested in the job of U.S. Representative. Meanwhile, he is, quote, ready to get to work, bring people together, and deliver results for the families of the first district. The statement also reprimanded Bush for voting no on the infrastructure bill and other issues that, quote, impact families in the first district. Bush was not immediately available for comment. Roberts was first elected to serve in the Missouri Senate in 2020. Prior to that, he served as a Missouri House representative from 2017 through 2020. Currently, who Bush and Roberts are running to represent are not yet determined, as the Missouri legislature has yet to pass a congressional redistricting map. In Jefferson City, I'm Sarah Kellogg, St. Louis Public Radio.
0: And that redistricting map Sarah mentioned continues to be a focus in Jefferson City, with seven weeks to go before the end of the legislative session. The House passed its version of the map in January, while the Senate passed a different plan last week. A change in the Senate version is keeping Fort Leonard Wood and Whiteman Air Force Base in the same district, while the House version splits them up. Republican Representative Bill Hardwick's district includes Fort Leonard Wood. It's really important to me
2: that we have a congressman who can be responsive to Fort Leonard Wood's needs and that knows how vital that mission is, not just for our national security, but for our state's economy.
0: Hardwick says one negative to splitting up the bases could be dividing that voting population. He made the comments on Politically Speaking. The episode is posted at stlpr.org. The Illinois Department of Public Health is closing all of its COVID-19 testing sites this week. Claire Lane has more. Due to a sharp drop in demand and the end of federal funding, public health officials will close the state's 10 community-based testing sites on Thursday. According to state data, the sites currently handle less than 1% of all statewide tests. The need for more regular testing has dropped significantly since Illinois' indoor mask mandate was lifted last month and as at-home testing becomes more accessible. The 10 sites conducted more than 1.5 million tests throughout their operation. Both testing and vaccinations have been offered at sites in Aurora, Arlington Heights, South Holland, Fairview Heights, and Peoria. Officials say the state has more than 1 million rapid tests available in case of another surge. I'm Claire Lane. The St. Louis Symphony Orchestra is closer to city approval for its $100 million expansion plan. The city's preservation board has given preliminary approval to the project. Some members of the public spoke against the orchestra's plans last night, which call for the demolition of the Culver House, that's an historic mansion adjacent to Powell Hall. St. Louis and St. Louis County libraries now share their roughly 5 million items. As St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis reports, Library leaders say the combination into one catalog will ensure city and county residents have a complete selection for years to come.
2: The library districts launched a catalog that includes books, movies, and magazines. Members of the city and county libraries can reserve items and have them delivered to their preferred branch. County and city library leaders say the shared catalog will give residents fast access to a wide variety of content. Waller McGuire is CEO of St. Louis Public Library. He says the new system will help the library provide material as quickly as other providers can.
0: It's 2022 and people expect things really quickly these days. And we need to provide public library materials on the same kind of scale and speed that big online companies are doing.
2: Library members will not need to get another library card. I'm Chad Davis, St. Louis Public Radio.
0: Nearly 600 Afghan refugees have relocated to St. Louis since the Taliban took control of Afghanistan in August. About half are children. The new arrivals are in a period of transition, and adjusting to a new culture can be particularly tough for children. As St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin reports, a weekly soccer get together for young Afghans offers a chance for them to simply play.
2: It's a bustling scene at STL Football Club on a recent Saturday. The huge room is kind of like an aircraft hangar. There are a handful of artificial turf fields and 30 to 40 kids running around. Some are as young as five or six, others are teenagers. They all fled Afghanistan in recent months with their families. They're yelling out in Farsi, Pashto, and a bit of English.
1: For the most part, everybody here is living in hotels still.
2: That's Moji Siddiqui. She works for the International Institute managing programs meant to help Afghans build a community in St. Louis.
1: So this is a time away from being in the hotel and not having, not being registered in school yet, not making new friends yet, just coming here and doing what kids love to do back home in Afghanistan is play soccer.
2: And she knows that because she's been in their shoes. Siddiqui fled Afghanistan as a child and lived in Moscow for a few years before landing in St. Louis at age nine. Her sister recently welcomed the family's first American-born child.
1: A lot of times whenever we are trying to work in a crisis, we're focused on shelter, we're focused on food. But then there's this aspect of being a child, being in sports, being out and about with your peers, and just being children.
2: One of the soccer players is named Zuber. He's 15, and he's been in St. Louis for just two months. He comes here to play every week.
1: It's good for health. Uh, Soccer is good for health, like sport. I can play soccer good, like really.
2: While he plays in a game with other older boys, there's another for younger ones, and all the girls tend to stick together in their own game. The kids are exuberant. Dance music is pumping, soccer balls are flying. One ball heads for the sidelines, and a bunch of the younger boys chase after it. When one of them gets his foot on it, the others scramble out and shout for a pass. This is the sixth week in a 12-week soccer program. The idea came from Jerry Schickler, a lawyer and co-founder of the nonprofit Arch Grants. One day last fall, he looked out the window of his downtown office.
0: I saw Afghan kids playing soccer on the green field, literally right below the arch.
2: That new tradition died out when the weather got colder. Now, at this indoor sports complex near Forest Park, They've got clearly marked fields and real goals with nets. When the kids showed up the first week, some wore sandals or were barefoot, so a donor paid for athletic shoes. Organizers are working on getting them more sportswear, but it's a challenge to find the more modest gear the Afghan girls prefer. One of the girls here is Rishma. When I ask her how old she is, she gets some counting practice in. One
1: two three four five six seven.
2: Rishpen knows just about enough English to get her point across, but she does. This is uh,
1: this fine, I like it, my friends. This is fine, I love it.
2: It doesn't seem like anyone here is too concerned with winning. The games go on until it's time for one group of players to make room for another. They celebrate goals, but the score seems to be beside the point. Siddiqui says these kids are dealing with a crisis that they didn't create.
1: The sound of the energy here lets you know that even though you're in a state of chaos, there's, there's still room for play, there's still room for joy.
2: Children in refugee families often have to grow up quickly. But for now, some can at least enjoy two hours a week just acting their age. I'm Jeremy Goodwin, St. Louis Public Radio.
0: Our David Casares edited that report. Shulan Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener supported service of the University of Missouri St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. Before wrapping up, a big return for a player yesterday at the Cardinals' spring training facility in Jupiter, Florida. That's how the standing ovation sounded on Bally's Sports Midwest for Albert Pujols, who rejoined the team after signing a one-year contract to return to St. Louis this season.
2: This is it for me. This is my last round. So, uh, you know, I don't know, I might get pumped up and play winter ball, but this is, this, is probably the, <laughs> this is probably the last uniform that I will wear in the big
0: leagues. Our thanks to MLB.com and WPTV for that audio. Pujols joins longtime Cardinals catcher Yadi Molina and pitcher Adam Wainwright with plans to hang it up after this season. I'm Wayne Pratt. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.